right, guys. Something sounds like it's up right now, so I gotta go really fast here. This is a part two to a conversation in last episode, Taoism and Bitterness, where we're talking about Taoism in the world today and COVID and all that. Um, I think it's starting. <laughs> yeah, like insert XP face here. Ha ha ha. <laughs> Sound play is what your ears are enjoying right now. Listen to those words coming from those SSU students all day. Sound play. Sound play. Yeah, trademark. <laughs> trademark. Sound play. Once again, this is a part two. Please check out Taoism and Bitterness if you have not seen this. Uh, when I think about the world that we live in and what the future will be, and to a large extent, uh, you live in a world where the basic competition in the world is between the United States and China. Yeah. It's unclear to me we're going to win. And this was, most, this was most elegantly shown to me when my oldest boy is a geologist and he got his master's degree in Washington University in St. Louis. And strangely, that geology department is 40% Chinese students. And when I visited him when he was graduating and I met many of these students they were the nicest, sweetest, hardest working kids I have ever seen. It was really quite interesting. And I looked at the Americans playing video games, watching anime. Yep, moon. And I hate to say this, but my, yeah. my son was kind of, he was in a PhD program. They threw him out because he was not that serious. Mm -hmm. Now he's continuing in Germany. But the Chinese kids didn't do that. Yeah. They, they would be amazing workers. They were great cooks. They were amazing people. Um, so I looked at that and I felt, I don't think we're going to win. <laughs> I, I don't either. Cause I like, that's something with Tai Chi. It's like the whole long-term thing. I was like, I realized like I have that very similar mentality where I just don't want to work that hard. And then, it just it, it took me an extra couple of years of slacking off that Chinese kids really don't. You know what I mean? They kind of just focus early on. Now, it, it does depend, of course. When Chinese people have been here for a few generations, they get to be as rotten as we are. Yeah. <laughs> we, do, we do destroy everything. <laughs> they absorb the culture enough. Yep. Uh, but, uh, you know, clearly I would say the generation of Americans that existed today is not the generation of my parents that defeated Adolf Hitler. Right. It's definitely a different, uh, different group of people. Yeah. So um, now I think one can, if one embraces the Chinese arts, then it does become easier. Mm. So I must admit, I'm basically a lazy person. Me Due to too. my own devices, I would do very little. So what I do to make up for that horror of myself is I create a structure where I won't do that. Yeah. And by structure, I mean, I, I will either teach or take classes at different times in the week. And so, you know, when I'm in a class and I'm told do this and do that and whatever, I will do it. 
or if I'm te and I, I often teach like uh, in the fall, it will be uh, 2.30 on Friday afternoon. What's the great benefit of 2.30 on Friday afternoon? Left to myself, I would do nothing productive on 2.30 Friday afternoon. Neither would I, I would do nothing as well. But because I have that class, that's not gonna be true. Yeah. I'm going to go in there and exercise and appear engaged and interested and excited, and I will do it. Yep. So I think that's, at least for me, and I take classes at least twice a week for at least a couple hours each. So it just creates a structure where I will do things. Yeah. Or it's like Dr. Yang once said to us, he said, learning uh, different uh, postures in Tai Chi is easy. What's really hard is practicing. Absolutely. And in order for him to practice, he teaches. So it becomes a, a crutch yeah. for the teacher as well as the student. So I do believe in that. I mean, you can do many things on your own, but the question is, will you do them? So the real challenge in life is to create a structure so you will do what you would like to do. Yeah. And, and, and so that's really hard. I'm not sure. What is your major? Uh, so I'm majoring in English and I have actually a philosophy minor too. So oh, good. Yeah. What would you like to do when you uh, graduate? I, I'm going to teach for a bit, but I, I have like a really, I have a very strong interest. I'm also learning Chinese, like the language. Oh, good. I've been doing that for a bit and I have a tutor now. So I wanted to travel like to China, maybe like Taiwan as well. Like I have an interest in like meditation and a lot of that kind of thing, because uh, like what I lack is definitely that structure and learning something like something that's difficult would I think would help me. But I also want to teach English and I could probably use my degree to like get over there and teach English somewhere. So Right. Yes, that, that you know, my daughter, um, she um, is an English student. So she has a, a master's degree from Cambridge and she's in the final throes of getting a PhD from Berkeley. And she's in romantic literature, which you probably know is completely useless today because <laughs> it's, the, it's the story of dead white guys. Yeah. And that's not in vogue. <laughs> not at all. So I, I don't imagine she will ever get a job. <laughs> Fortunately, she has a husband who makes so much money, there's no earthly reason for it. Well, that's, that's good. That's, that's yes. Amazing. So... Um, so I think English literature is a wonderful place. I must admit uh, uh, that uh, when I was in college, I liked English better than biology. Really? And I liked philosophy better than biology. <laughs> what made I you do biology? I did biology as a horrible admission, probably for the money. I felt that if I majored in these other things, you'd never get a job. Yeah. So... I came from a family where I knew that if I didn't earn a living, there's no fallback position. Right. Yeah, that's that. That's what I was thinking, given your background. 
for me, I don't really have, like, I could do, I could kind of free myself up to do English because if I have to live at home for a bit, it's not going to be the end of the world, you know, while I look for a job or if I don't have money for a bit, I could do something, do something else. But, but yeah, that's definitely like, I get the motivation to just try and get money. Yeah. I mean, and the last thing I wanted to do was stay at home. Right. So I left my home. I must've been 21 and I was out. So, um, uh, it depends. Now I, I have a, another child who's going to be 30 this month and he's upstairs. So, yeah. and I don't know if he'll ever leave. <laughs> so it depends on the circumstances, right? Yeah. If you have motivation. Uh, and I don't know if my daughter will ever finish her doctorate because <clears throat> what's the point? So she's a, what's called in the business ABD. She just has to complete her thesis. Yeah. And to me, in graduate school, unless you have motivation, you will never finish. Very true. Because what does it mean to finish? I mean, it's, it's, and it depends how hungry you are, how motivated you are. Mm. Uh, so, and even as a scientist, I have projects I started many, many years ago, and I never finished them, partly because I'm a full professor, I have tenure, I don't need anything. Yeah. <laughs> so often we're driven by these, you know, very specific goals. Yeah. See, I like I've always known that I wanted to do something like the problem is, is I have a lot of motivation or like an expectation to do something hard, but I'm also really lazy like, by default because like growing up there was no pressure for me to do anything at all. So I just got very comfortable doing nothing. It, it's characteristic of your, your generation. Yeah. I just don't, I just don't want, like, I, I'm trying very hard to like break out of that. And it's, it's hard too, because like you said, like our generation, so I don't really get a lot of people, people are like, why are you, why are you learning Chinese? It's really complicated. Just learn Spanish because they have this like people it's tough to get people to understand why i it's it's like it's growing on me to to stop being lazy you know what i mean i, I don't know i think everyone has that issue yeah i, I think everyone battles that it, it depends what you're doing if, for example when i was when i graduated from college uh my parents kind of disowned me because my father said to me what do you want to be when, you know, what's the point of going to graduate school? I said, dad, I want to be a botanist. And he looked at me and he didn't ask me what a botanist was. And I'm sure he didn't know. He asked me the only question that would make sense to him, which was how much money does a botanist make? And I told him what I thought I could expect. And he got really annoyed. And he said, you know, if you you're going to go to medical school, dental school, law school, something, we would help you. But for this, we're going to give you nothing. Wow. And uh, they only came to my apartment in graduate school once. So my mother and father visited me in the Bronx. I went to graduate school at Fordham in the Bronx. And it was a rundown, horrible place in a slum. And they began to have a fight. <clears throat> 
My mother blamed my father. My father blamed my mother. They kept pointing at each other and said, it's because of you he did this. And um, they never understood it, except that actually what they said is he doesn't want to work. That's why he's doing this. He's just lazy. He's a bum. Yeah. So I was an embarrassment to my family. Wow. Because they couldn't understand why would you go to graduate school? Even my friends couldn't understand it because, you know, if you got a bachelor's degree, you can become a teacher. You can get a job. You don't need to do this. Exactly. Spend all those years. And after a while, I can tell you it's not fun. The last two years, all I felt was poor. Yeah. <laughs> I was living on $3,000 a year. And it wasn't much then. Yeah. Jeez. And it was awful. And of course, you're really doing this, the job for the professors. As a graduate student, you're teaching their classes. They get paid. <laughs> you get nothing. Um, <laughs> nothing. Although today, I must admit, it's better today than it was. That's good. Yeah. So when my, if you become a graduate student, if you get accepted, you could expect 30 or more thousand dollars a year, plus tons of benefits, things like healthcare, dental care, all that stuff. Uh, my son in St. Louis got an apartment for 200 bucks a month. He just, whatever money he got, he just used on travel and restaurants. Yeah. So he was living great. In fact, he's still like that. So now he's in Germany and he gets over 60 grand a year to be a graduate student. Wow. So he and his wife live in Berlin. They're doing better than anyone I know. It's kind of hit the wrong, wrong time period, wrong, wrong place. Well, it, it's changed. Um, yeah. So, but I would say, I'm not sure I would recommend people get PhDs in English. <laughs> yeah, I, I thought about it, but honestly, like, as is, I spend most of my days just reading things over and over and over again. So that doesn't sound too appealing to me. Uh, well, the, the worst thing to me about being an English teacher, I mean, I don't know how you feel, is grading endless student writing for grammar. It's yeah. not enough. Right. That doesn't sound fun. So <laughs> that would be a negative for me. I think when I thought about, should I do this? Um, what would it actually be like? Uh, hard to say. And uh, it depends on the person. It depends. Is, is there some part of literature that you have a special fascination with? Well, I, I, li I really like to read like religious and like loosely religious literature, like stuff like that. And I grew up like the way I grew up was very, um, there was a lot of Christians around me who, uh, you know, th they had the Bible and everything. And I, you know, like I, I would read it and I would just, I would want to understand like the devices like behind, like, cause it felt like to me, like everyone was reading it, but they weren't like something wasn't clicking or something like they just weren't, they weren't following through with the action. And I just wanted to be able to sit down and read something and not just read it, but also like apply it. You know what I mean? So right. then I, I just started reading a bunch and then I just was like, I I'm good at this and I can write a paper pretty well. So 
I just picked English for that okay. reason. English is great. What can I say? No, is this largely fiction or is it nonfiction? Is it um, I mean, I, most mostly fiction, but I I read everything. Like I read plenty of just stories that are like real too. So it it, it depends really. Right. Good. Excellent. Yeah. You're not wasting your time here. I, I I hope I hope I'm not. When do you graduate? I'm on track to graduate next year uh next year around this time actually that will be I, a better year <laughs> yeah yeah i was so happy that i didn't have to do that at this time because it's just been absurd for the people graduating now it's hard to know what awaits them i don't even know what you can do right now it's a weird situation yeah it's very strange and uh, I, I, unfortunately, I suspect it's not going away soon. No, it's going to. And I, people are just, I've already noticed, I don't know about older people, but like people my age, are, they don't even want to talk to each other anymore. Like it started off where we had to socially distance and now people just want to socially distance. You know what I mean? Absolutely. I, I mean, I personally feel that way a lot myself as we think about re-entering and my wife says to me this morning that uh, some neighbors want to go to a play with us and it sort of feels weird um yeah. i don't know um how it's gonna and, and you're at least when i look at my kids who are a little older than you are they're not that social as like my generation was mm -hmm. and i mean there were many many factors some of it is just demography family size with bigger kids shared bedrooms with siblings. Yeah. Uh, you went in the street, you played with your friends in the schoolyard and hoped you lived. Nothing was organized unless you organized it yourself. Right. So there has been a contraction of this going on for decades. And that is an issue. I, I, I know, he, I mean, like my youngest boy, he will never make a phone call if he can do it by text. You never I, want to go yeah. and talk to a human. If you I know that feeling. It. Right. And, and, and this has just exacerbated it. Oh, right. a lot. Yeah. A lot. And it's weird too. Cause I, when I talk, I can speak fine, but I rely a little more on facial expressions just because I'm not always super good at communicating like so so but but i can i can communicate way more effectively if like my full face is i just don't feel comfortable with a, a mask on my face i feel like i don't want to speak and that's just affected me because now when i take it off i'm still in the, the mindset that i have a mask on i don't and, know what's going to happen you're right i agree uh, with you it's I don't know. The, the mask is horrible yeah and depending on the business it's, it may be worse my, my wife is an eye doctor so even though we're all fully vaccinated here. She's in everyone's face. Can you remember having an eye exam, what it's like? Yeah. The doctor's in your face. Right up in your face. So she's wearing an N95 and strangulating right now. And you can't judge anything when you speak to patients. No. It's, it's weird. It's, it's a strange world, uh, the COVID world. And, yeah. And so 
what can I say? I mean, I've been, I guess, lucky. We can do this Zooming nonsense. So I worked last year, uh, but it's not the same thing. I, I hate Zoom so much. I mean, I use it because I have to, but I don't like it whatsoever. It's nothing to like. No, and like, I, I can't, it takes me, it always takes me about 10 minutes to get used to talking to someone on Zoom because I just don't like, it's just so, it's not normal. I just like to have someone there. Right. And, and it's, it's, it's bad for us. Yeah. And, and my wife tells me that your generation and ways has suffered more than most. Uh, the, this business of staring at that fixed screen for a long time has resulted in problems driving. Yeah. Focusing. I, I stuff too. She, she, she probably knows about that, but I, I it takes my eyes longer to adjust to things. And at some point I just, it's, yeah, it's not, I'm not a fan. And then people on Zoom too, if there's like a big Zoom call, it's hard to have a flow of conversation if there's a bunch of people because everyone's just interrupting each other because cameras are lagging and you have all these people looking like, it feels like they're looking right at you. It's just- it, it, It's horrible, except I would say this, if you compare this to 1918, it's better than that. Yeah, that's true. that's true. So lots of generations have lost years. Yeah. Think about the Europeans during World War II. Yeah. They lost years. They lived. It's okay. We'll survive. Is, at least I've been able to work. You've been able to go to school. Yep. Thankful it's not the that. same thing, but life has gone on. And if we lived in a country where people were reasonable, this would be over by now. Unfortunately, Americans don't behave properly. No. And... It's all very sad that there's a, a lot of us who refuse to do reasonable things and that's going to cause this to linger and linger. It's all yeah. sad. I like this, like America, there's so many great people here, but there's always that little group that just it's, doesn't. It's not a little group. Is it getting bigger, you think? Well, you know, people who, there are tens of millions of people who believe in QAnon. Yeah. Yep. There are over 30 million people who believe that children are abducted in the basements of pizza places. It's not a small number of people. Yeah. I like to tell myself it's small to make myself feel better. It's not. <laughs> it's horrible. I mean, Donald Trump got over 60 million votes. Yeah. And he almost like he didn't he didn't lose that bad to Joe Biden either. That Joe Biden won was a miracle in many and ways. Very much a miracle. And that we got those two seats in Georgia was a miracle. Yep. And it's it's this is not easy and they're not going away. I just and don't know. Have, and they have guns. Yeah, and they yeah, and they're armed. There aren't, you know, um, this is a crazy country and they're not afraid to use those weapons. And I must admit, I feel a lot of concern for Joe Biden. Like for, for his health? For him physically, yeah. Yeah, he doesn't, he doesn't look that well. But he looks terrible because he's really too old. And uh, I mean, 20 years ago, he was different than he is today. So his health could, 
I mean, he's had, his health has never been wonderful. And these people are armed, dangerous, and they're out there. And so I do have concerns. I mean, we were lucky that, you know, that story in DC went the way it did. It could have gone very differently. Yeah. And um, it's, so it's a lack of clarity to me what the future will be. I mean, it could have been a lot worse. I mean, on, on the 7th of January, I mean, you could have been living in 1933 Nazi Germany. Yeah. Uh, there's very little difference uh, between these people and the Nazis. Do you think? Opinion. There's very little difference. Yes, it's the same. And maybe I have a particular bias. I view the world through the lens of World War II. And I see that uh, when people tell you that black is white and when, and when you hear people with tiki torches telling you that Jews will not replace me, yeah. then you're living in a scary world. That's intense. And uh, racism is alive and well. Oh, it's flourishing, which is so. Yeah, it's so it's it's a battle that has to be constantly fought. See, to me, World War II never ended. It just continued in different guises. And it's one thing I once read about Donald Trump, and I don't know if it's true, is that in his life he's only read one book, and that book was Mein Kampf. And if you look at how he behaves, he uses the same techniques of saying something over and over again, and then they believe him. Yeah. I really won the election. All those courts are wrong. I really won the election. That's a scary thing to do, to like be that overt about not telling the truth and having so many people believe you. And it happened this morning. Lynn Cheney was thrown out of leadership. Wow. And why was she thrown out? Because she told the truth. Yep. I mean, she's a super conservative person. Yeah. And she just had the position that Joe Biden actually won the election. And she was thrown out. That's such a simple position. That's it's like saying the sky is blue. Yes. When people tell you that black is white. That's when something's wrong. You have an issue. Yeah. And then if you don't agree with them, then you get beaten over the head. Yeah. And that's the world of Nazi Germany. So it's like that. So it's a, what can I say? Your generation has real challenges, although it's not like you're in World War II. So I, I, sh I shouldn't say it is, it isn't. I mean, it could yeah. have been had the January story gone differently. Those people could have shot up Congress. Uh, Trump would have declared martial law and you'd be living in a fascist state. You came very close. It didn't happen. And no one's asking you to go to war. I mean, the good news, I mean, when I went to college and I graduated, the federal government thought they knew exactly what I was going to do. They had clear plans for me. They wanted me to go to Vietnam and shoot Asians. I didn't feel that way. Yeah. So we had a disagreement. Yeah. <laughs> Fortunately, I was able not to do that. 
So at least for you, when you graduate, you'll have better options. Yeah. I just hope when I graduate that, that I'll be able to go to China. Like, I don't, I don't know. That's very, I don't know what the relations will be like. So. Well, here's the thing about China though, for better or worse, they need us maybe more than we need them. Yeah. Because we buy all their garbage. <laughs> we do. So they're not likely to uh, really be that bad with us. In addition, I can tell you a, another little story before we go of these Chinese students at Washington University. I wanted to know how they felt about America and Americans. And their answer was, we love America and we love Americans, but they still had a lot of fears. Mm. And if you ask them, what are you afraid of? And their greatest fear was that China would go into chaos because China, even worse than America, is this disparate world between huge numbers of super poor people and very rich people. Yeah. And the government exists through brute force. A lot, yeah. They, but it doesn't, that type of control has certain limitations. And in fact, in, in America, in California, and even here in many wealthy neighborhoods, Chinese people are buying up real estate. In California, they have hospitals which have the following business model. That's where Chinese women come to have their babies. Because if anyone has a baby in California, the children are American. Yeah. So, uh, or when my daughter was, uh, until recently, she was living in Manhattan, uh, right under the Manhattan Bridge. And we're looking across at lower Manhattan from Brooklyn and we see this new skyscraper, an apartment house. And my daughter said to me, all the people who own those apartments don't live there. So they're buying things here because they're afraid. Yeah. And they're afraid that their own world is gonna come crumbling down. So I think, um, you know, there's a lot to be said for China and there's lots of opportunities to go there. Yeah. So, and, and maybe someday I'll, my teacher does, a, he takes people in a group there every couple of years. He obviously hasn't done it for a while. Yeah. Well, if you go with him, it's a, it's a world of martial arts and temples. I'm not sure that's what you want. No, that, that sounds, that actually sounds kind of fun. Yeah. So, uh, so his uh, website is called Taoist Gate. If you take a look at that, you'll see his world. Taoist Gate. And every once in a while, he does a trip there and he visits places like Wudang and other temples. And uh, things are pretty inexpensive for going there because you're just living in a temple. Sometimes you can't take a shower. <clears throat> you're only probably going to eat mostly vegetarian food. So, uh, but it's, uh, it's an interesting place. So I don't know, anyway. So anyway, it was good talking with you. Yeah, it was good, thank you. Excellent, so have a great day and good luck to you. You too, thank you for doing this. Okay, bye-bye. All right, bye. Thanks for listening to Soundplay. Thanks for listening to Soundplay. Thanks for listening to Soundplay.
Bob's Burger Show.